Welcome back to Podex. This is me, Ayush Majithia, your host. And today, I'm really excited to record this podcast as this is my first podcast with an international guest. And so, yeah, Jennifer Cohen is an international speaker, author, entrepreneur, business personality, brand strategist, and an educator with a focus to build habits that bring about positive changes. She's the CEO of Suprema Fitness. She's also the host of the podcast titled Habits and Hustle. I'm really excited to have her as my first international guest because I feel there's so much that I can learn from her and there's so much that I can relate to with her and I'm really excited to have her. So thank you so much for joining in, Jennifer. You're so welcome. It's my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here with you. So Jennifer, I want to tell you this thing. Firstly, I came across you by your TED Talk, which was something which really, really blew my mind off. And it changed my perception completely, which is about, you know, being bold, taking steps, taking action, being different and standing out. So if you don't mind the Keanu Reeves story, we might have been asked that a lot of times, but if you could tell us for the audience that doesn't know. Uh, well, if I tell them, they won't watch my TED Talk though, right? I want them to watch the TED Talk. Yeah, but if you could give them a brief, if that's fine. Okay. Um, well, I'll tell you, I'll give you a brief story. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a brief version. So when I was about your age, um, I wanted to do, I wanted to be a music host of like uh, something called like, like an MTV or much music. And I needed to make a demo reel to send into the people. And the only thing I can think of that would really make me stand out was to do an interview with someone really, really huge, someone who had international level fame and success. And Keanu Reeves just so happened to be in my small town back then. And I had the idea that I was going to interview him for the demo tape. My friends and family thought I was nuts and crazy and that it would never happen. And I waited outside of where he was performing um, a, a play I waited for over an hour and it was freezing cold. Where I'm from, it's uh, minus negative 40 in the winter. So it was really cold. And I waited until I, he came out and I asked him to help me and, you know, gave him my phone, gave him my phone number. And my, everyone, like I said, laughed at me, didn't think it would happen. And three or four days later, he actually called me. And it was, it was, it changed the trajectory. It changed the path of my life because in that moment, it showed me and taught me that you never know unless you try and you got to put yourself in a winning situation. You got to see, you got to seek out your luck and seek out opportunities to make your own luck. You know, like the worst that can happen is someone says no to you or you don't get something. But that's not a reason to even not that's not enough of a reason not to even try. You know, I have like a similar thought process and story, which I think. So basically, when I started out my podcast, um, there was this really big Indian business fan whom I wanted to get as a guest on my podcast. And I told some of my some people around me in my class that I'm going to get him on my podcast one day. And many of them laughed at me and they were like, why would he be a guest in your podcast? He's a sky into one of India's greatest family, the business families and all. And I just said that I believe it'll happen one day. And it did happen, actually. So I had him as a guest in my podcast. And he's one of my mentors now. So it felt really great. And it, it was a great thing too. But it was a great thing for me, actually. But do you think there's like a role of something like manifestation? Do you think that comes into play? 
Um, I think I, I, I think manifestation can be a part of it, but I don't believe in manifestation maybe in the way that maybe you're thinking about it. What I do believe is it's not just about having a, uh, having a desire and a want, right? I believe you've got to put in the effort and the hard work and make and, and put yourself in situations where you could win. And so if you want to call it manifestation, you can call it manifestation, but I really believe it's about being strategic and being very uh, tenacious and, de and determined with a very strong work ethic. I think anything is possible if you can believe it and you can think it, then you can achieve it, but you need to actually do the work and you have to actually do the action. A lot of people have all these big dreams inside their head, but they don't want to put the effort into making it reality. So they just don't do anything. They dream about it and then go back to their daily lives. But I'm a believer in, well, it has to happen to somebody. These things do happen in life. Why not me? Why can't it be me? And I just had that mindset. And I think you obviously have that mindset. And most people I speak to who become successful and who are successful have the same mindset. Okay, I had two questions. First, I'll add something and then I'll ask the question actually. So have you read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill? Have I ever what? Have you read um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, the book? I have a long time ago. Okay. So yeah. I read like it when I was book? 13. Yeah, I read it when I was 13. And what I realized was I reread it again during the lockdown when I turned 17. And at that time, when I reread it, I realized that so much of what was mentioned in that book is something which I was applying in my life subconsciously. So I think that was a really big book that impacted me and changed my life. And coming to the question, which I wanted to ask you is how can one develop the mindset, the execution mindset, which mm, you spoke that's about? That's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I'm going to say the only way to develop anything is to actually just start doing it right there's there. First of all, I think that what you need to do is have an idea. You don't need to have that exact goal that you want. You, you don't need to have the, that you don't, you need to have the direction, but not the actual goal in mind, right? You've got to put yourself on the path for things to happen. I think what the best way to get that type of mindset is try to try to achieve little things, put yourself in that situation where you actually keep yourself accountable um, on small things. And I think when you put yourself accountable on those small things and you actually do the steps and process to achieve it, it gives you the confidence to keep on doing it more and more. And I think that there is no magic solution but I do believe that action is the most important thing with anything. So if you have another thing I would tell people is that figure out what you like and figure out what you're good at. And if what your, what your strengths are, and then move into those areas because move into those areas for success. A, it may, it would, it gives you the, like, again, the confidence and, um, you know, you could, you start on the path with something that you're good on, good at, chances are those, those skills can be developed even further. Um, but everything is a skill, but it starts with little, little habits 
and little routines that you kind of put yourself in daily to make you win and to be productive. I think I'm very big on habits. So that's a big way. So what are some of your habits which you would follow? Like, or would you wake up early in the morning or do you do exercise every day? What, what are some mm-hmm. habits that you follow which we can Both. use in our lives? Both. So um, I believe in exercise daily is very important because not only does it strengthen your physical body, but it strengthens your mind. It also, it exercise is, teaches you a lot of things about everyday life. It teaches you goal setting. It teaches you discipline. It, it, it gives you a sense of, uh, gives you, it makes you feel like productivity and and being productive. And whenever I exercise, I get my best ideas and thoughts and it keeps your brain focused and more alert. So for me, exercise is one of the most important daily habits you can do. And I think doing it early on, getting it out of the way, it sets your day off on the right, on the right tone, which gives you the ability and more energy to like kick butt the rest of the day. Yeah, I, I felt that actually. So, you know, um, what happened was I started exercising a couple of months back, three or two or three months back. I started this and I still follow this habit, which is waking up early, exercising. And then what I do is to add to it, I do these cold water showers, post that I meditate a bit, which is really tough for me because my mind keeps on wandering everywhere. And I'm right. still trying and getting into that process. But it's uh, another thing which I felt exercise helped me was the capacity to, you know, um, you know, if there are challenges thrown in my way, I feel stronger because when you're going through that pain. So when I do the plank exercise, it hurts my body a lot, but I'm still telling my mind that I still need to hold on for 20 more seconds, 30 more seconds. And once I'm done through that, I get a sense of satisfaction, but I think it also increases the capacity to accept challenges or take risks, something like that. I think it yes. develops that. Absolutely. It teaches you all of that. It teaches you, like I said, discipline and goal setting and once you push through hard things, you get better at pushing through other hard things. And so putting yourself in situations and it, that are difficult and challenging strengthens that ability, that mindset muscle or that muscle to do it over and over again in all areas of life. So that plank example that you gave yourself is a really wonderful example. And it, that's what it's done for me. So that's a very, very big one. The cold showers is another great one, like you said, because you're, it's so uncomfortable, but you, if you can get through it, it says to yourself that if I can get through this, then the other thing I'm going to do is not so bad. It's, it's everything becomes more doable by putting yourself on those, in those challenging situations. You know, another question which I wanted to ask you was earlier you spoke about people, um, when do people face rejections, they get saddened or they're afraid that they don't take up tasks because they're afraid of rejection and all. So how can they work on that? That's a great one. I, well, I say that all the time. So basically for me, I believe um, what I tell people is quitting. Okay, so what I say to people is basically uh, failing doesn't make you a failure, but quitting makes you a quitter. So that's first of all, my best successes in the world came from the failures I've had, right? Because as long as you keep on trying and attempting, it's not about the the amount of times you fall. It really becomes about the amount of times you get right back up. And that's really important. And the best way to do that is I talk about this thing called the 10% target, which I'm sure you're familiar with. 
which is all about you can fail and you will fail 90% of the time. You just need to win 10%. So if you, you have to change your mindset of attempting and trying for something just one time, because the truth is most people don't try one time. Hardly anybody tries two or three times. But if you try more than that, make 10 attempts, the chances of you succeeding or the chances of you reaching your goal are that much bigger. And secondly, if you don't reach that goal, another opportunity will present itself that you never knew existed. So I feel like the best way to do all of that is to change the idea of it being, you know, of what failure really means. Make it just like any other task that you need to practice. You practice failing like you practice math, you practice tennis, soccer, whatever it is. You have to practice that feeling. And the more you practice, the more things become unscare like unscary. You lose the fear factor of it, the more comfortable you get with it. Yeah, it, I think it's like a combination of that with persistence, which comes into play. So like you said, when we're continuously trying and doing it again and again, so there's like a role of persistence, which I would say. So I, I kind of, um, okay, I'm adding a lot of my personal stories. I hope that's fine because I like to talk about whatever I've learned throughout my journey. Okay. Go ahead. So, uh, one of the things which I learned was through the, uh, through the podcasting part was um, whenever I would reach out to some people, certain people were like, call after three, get back after three months, if that's possible. And we'll think about doing the podcast then. So I would reach out to them three months later. And then they would say, get back after another three months. So I would reach out to them again after three months. And then they would be like, okay, let's do the podcast now. So sometimes I would have to wait for like, oh, there's one podcast where I had to wait for more than a year. There are still podcasts that I'm waiting for more than a year to record them and all when every three or four months, I keep on consistently getting in touch with them and trying to reach out to them. And for most of it, most of the time it works. So sometimes, sometimes I need to change my approach, but as long as I'm keeping on trying, they finally believe that, okay, this kid is believing in what he's doing. He's passionate about it. So let's be a guest in this podcast and help him out. That's a, that's exactly true. Why do you think I'm sitting here with you today? Um, because I got back six weeks later, I got back in touch. Right. And you were persistent and you didn't give up and it was your approach. You were, you did it in a very nice way. Now I'm going to tell you something also. Um, it doesn't change, right? Like no matter how successful you are, I have a podcast and I'm still waiting for some people for six months, eight months, a year. You know, the reality is it's about, it's about, persistence it's about tenacity it's about all of those things but i will tell you something it's also about what how you how you persist and how how you kind of move move forward you know like if it's if you have an attitude that's positive and likable and kind people are much more likely to respond right if you come across entitled or, you know, like agitated or annoyed, no one's going to want to help you. So it's about mastering the craft of how you, how you um, ask for what you want. And if it doesn't work, keep on tweaking it. Right. Because that's what it's about. It's about making these, all these attempts to eventually have success. And um, like I said, if you're, if you are tenacious, if you're persistent, like you are, um, things usually work out over time. Okay, I'm going to add in like a selfish question over here, which is for myself, which is, um, so you uh, use, uh, saw my approach 
and you liked it but if there was anything which you would have any advice for me about my approach or something which i can change or something which i can add on to what would that be to be frank with you you uh, honest with you your approach is really nice i mean i don't do this i, I mean why i'm sitting here with you is because i really there was something about how you asked that like struck me a certain way you know people ask me all the time to do certain things and i don't respond um because i didn't like their the energy that they i felt like they were putting out they were asking rudely or um but i really believe to be honest with you you explained yourself nicely you were very forward you you knew my content so i like when someone asks when someone you ask for something and you're very specific you have to be specific you need to be focused and you need to know who you're talking to a lot of times people ask very broadly and not boldly but broadly and they're not focused It makes people feel like well, they don't even know what they're talking about but you like dialed in on what you liked about me what you've seen about me so i knew that you were very familiar and authentic with the content so i think that is so important know your know who you're asking know what you're talking about know what they're doing so it doesn't seem like it's cookie cutter but have you gotten like copy paste emails ever cuz um i've seen that have a lot copy paste emails so some people will randomly just like oh, all the time. most people most people do that so then most like people, what do you do with that i don't respond okay cuz so, i got that yeah oh go ahead no no no, no you can you can continue i i oh no no i was going to say that's why i think when people cut and paste a, a, an email it's not very it's very disingenuous and it doesn't really deem a response but when someone feel when when someone's honest and earnest and they are coming from a place of true uh earnesty it's you know you can't help but to want to help somebody yeah so uh what i was saying was actually i had a similar experience where i didn't do the copy paste part but where a friend wanted help in writing an email to reaching out to someone so i was really helpful about it and i wrote him an email and i said the body of it you will have to change it a bit tweak it depending upon who you're reaching out to and you'll have to obviously read about them find out more about them and then do it but the problem was he sent a copy paste of my email to everyone and then he never got any response and i told him after that that where he went wrong and all that stuff so i feel when i personalize something um i've always had a higher chance of getting a a positive response versus when i've just um so earlier when i was 16 i used to send um e- emails without the details and that time i didn't get too many responses and now as i've learned more and more i've decided that i get into the details i get what i want like you said knowing the ask and i get i get a positive response so that's what i gave him the advice so no i think that's very true because it was true to who you are and what you liked and i think people feel people feel that passion and honesty another thing which i wanted to ask you was about you know you spoke about in your ted talk also you spoke about being bold being different being standing out what do you mean by that i think being bold being different i think that um well being bold is basically going after chasing what you want and not taking what's in front of you so my entire my my ted talk is really about people not settling for what's in front of them not settling for good enough but going chasing what they actually want so like the whole thing i say chase what you want don't take what you get 
because most people just take what they can get and don't chase what they want. And then they live a life of, of unhappiness and dissatisfaction. So to me, that's what I mean by being bold. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there like you. Don't be afraid to ask somebody for an interview. Don't be afraid to ask for what you want or go out after that job you want. You know, a job is a great example. A lot of people just go onto one of like LinkedIn or one of those sites and they see what jobs are available and apply versus figuring out or knowing what companies I like. Like, okay, I like shoes. I'm a big sneakers. I like Nike and Adidas and da, da, da. I'm going to apply for a job in that department or like I like Facebook, whatever it is, and be much more specific and targeted on what you actually, who you want to work for. Don't just accept things as what they are, but go out there and chase exactly how you like it or what you want because your happiness meter goes up so much higher when you do it that way. So that's what I mean about being bold. And, oh yeah, that's what I mean about being bold. So obviously right now you're not at that stage, but earlier when you thought about, you know, chasing your dreams and doing your own thing, did you feel like a sense of imposter syndrome or something? Or did you feel like it wasn't? Absolutely. I still feel imposter syndrome. So what happens then? How do you deal with that? Um, what do I, how do I deal with it? Um, I just don't let it, I don't let that deter me. I think that no matter how successful you become, you, if you're a driven person, you always want to be more successful, right? Like it's easy not, it's easy to forget where you were and how far you've come. So I think it's very important to take, you know, that's why meditation sometimes is very good or journaling is very good habits because it allows you to go right back into yourself and like really see what you've actually done and how you've done it and like kind of self-assess a lot um, and being grateful. And, gra- and I think having a gratitude practice is very important because then you're also grateful for the things that you do have. So like, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that, you, you are okay with enough being with, with this. Like I said, if you're a driven or if you're a bold person, you're constantly striving for more. Now that doesn't have, and I'm not talking more money or more fame. What I'm talking about is like growth, right? Like who I was last year um, and who I am this year. I hope there's a little bit of tweaks. I hope I learned a few things that I could practice and integrate into my life to be a better person and to achieve different things and to, you know, and in different areas of my life, you know, you have your professional life, you have your personal life. So I think that it's very important to kind of like take that step back and not let negative thoughts or imposter syndrome or whatever else you want to call it, hold you back from persevering and and keep on moving forward. Yeah, I think that's like an amazing advice, which I think I, I, I want to embed it in my life, maybe the journaling part and all. But you know, another thing which I realized was um, you spoke about gratitude and it's kind of like a thought which I've been having over the last couple of months, which is um, basically almost when we're, whenever we say our prayers, we're really thanking for whatever we have, the food, the people we live with and all that stuff. So it's like a practice which has been passed on for centuries. So in the, I was just thinking, what if it was like a practice that was intentionally passed on generation to generation for centuries, because people knew back then that there would be a benefit of this. Yeah. Okay. So what is the question? Is, do you wonder if there's a practice or, or you think it should be a, there should be a practice. 
I mean, yeah, I'm not sure if that's like a question or not, but I think what are your thoughts about it? Do you think it was like a practice? Oh, okay. I, just, I didn't think it was a question, but you just didn't say, yeah. No, I think that's a very good point. I think gratitude is a very important part of um, happiness, of being happy, being happy with, but that doesn't, that, that doesn't mean because you're grateful that that should stop you from wanting a bigger, better, bolder life. By the way, that's the name of my book that's coming out in eight months. Okay, I will link it when, as soon as it's out, I will link the Amazon link. It won't be for a long time. It's not until October next year. Okay, I'll I'll update the links then. Another question, which I wanted wanted to ask you this was, obviously you've seen, you might have seen ups and downs in your life. There may have been failures, there have been successes. And you spoke about how you've dealt with failures. But if you could like, you know, give us certain stories about your failures and tell us what you learned from each of them. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I don't know how much time I have to give you all those stories. I only have like three more minutes. Is that okay? Okay, sure. Yeah, that works. Okay. Okay. Um, One of my failures. Well, one of my failures was um, I never got that job that that I went for. For the demo tape when I was 18 years old, right? The one that I got Keanu Reeves to do for my demo tape. I never got the job. I came really, really close, but I never got the job. However, you know, um, another opportunity came up um, because I was already in that situation. I moved myself to Toronto from where I was living. I was around different people, different experiences, different opportunities. And another job came up that led me down a whole other path, right? Which was to work for a sports team. I was working for the Toronto Raptors, which is the basketball team, which I would never even had that opportunity or met the people I met if it wasn't for the fact that I made that demo tape to even move to a city. And that was a failure that turned out to become a success. Um, Oh, I have so many for you, you know, um, uh, there's been so many different, uh, jobs that I didn't, couldn't, didn't take or didn't, couldn't take or never got, um, that seemed like heart wrenching at the time. And, but I, it gave me from that whole process of learning or meeting certain people it led me to another job. I want to say one thing that I think this could be very useful and helpful for people is that a lot of times the people you have in your community or as are your greatest resources that we're not taking advantage of is sometimes we always look really far out to see like who can be, who can help us, who does this. But a lot of times the people, if you can actually ask the people close to you that you meet or the new people that you meet, maybe they're not, they're not able to, you know, help, help you. But if you say to them, do you have three people that you would suggest that I could reach out to that I can learn something from, or I can get something that, you know, I can talk to. That's how you can build your network. And that's how you can actually like find a lot of opportunities that you otherwise wouldn't have had. So I think having curiosity and being resourceful are very, very important qualities um, to have, you know, ask, ask questions you know, be interested, be curious. Don't just let one door just be that one, one closed door, be that closed door. Find out if that closed door has maybe, you know, a secret window across the you know, way or, um, 
uh, an addict somewhere. I think you have to always be thinking how to be resourceful, how to be cure. And, and, and you get that resourcefulness by being very curious. I think that's something which I will definitely try to embed in my life. And yeah, I think we're short on time. So um, do you have any last advice for anyone who's watching or listening to this podcast? What would be your last uh, advice? My last, um, yeah, I think that there are a couple of things. I think don't be afraid to ask um, for help or ask for what you want, but be very specific. And if you ask someone for something, know what you're asking for and be, be as specific and focused as possible, but don't let someone's no deter you. No means no right now. You have to kind of keep on going back or figure out another way to maybe get that no to be a yes, right? That's number one. Um, Again, that the curiosity, you know, like being interested in lots of different things, figuring out what you like and what you don't like, what you don't figuring out what you don't like is very, very important to figuring out what you do like. So getting that and, and, and trying a lot of things at a young age is very, very important. Um, figuring out who you are and what you're good at, being knowing what your strengths are. And knowing what your weaknesses are are very important. So lean into those strengths. If you try something and it doesn't work out, don't let failure deter you from keep on from from keep on trying. Change that mindset to ten attempts, because again, it's about constantly trying, and it's not about failing. It's about how many times you're. It's not about falling. It's about how many times you're actually getting up and trying again. Using the people around you as your best resources and network, asking people around you, do you know two people I can talk to? So don't just take something at face value. Try to be expansive with it. Um, I think that's good for now. Thank you so much for joining in and being my first international guest. I'm really, really hoping if I can have you again on my podcast a couple of months later. Sure. Reach out to me again.